the number one type of loneliness is emotional loneliness. Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Growing Through Grief podcast. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. If you are listening today, there's a good chance that you heard about the conversation that I'm having around loneliness. Just like grief, it is my mission to squash the stigma related to loneliness. It's part of life. It happens and there's nothing to be ashamed of if you're feeling lonely in this big old world. So yes, I'm still talking about loneliness and the impact it has on us individually, as a country, as the entire world. I'll be talking about the four types of loneliness. I was quite surprised to learn that extensive research has been done around loneliness. And the researchers decided to categorize loneliness into four categories. And I'm going to share those with you in a little bit. But I also want you to know that I'm having this conversation to remind you that you're not alone. There are millions of others. There are countless number of people who are feeling lonely and they're feeling separated, excluded from the world and from themselves. I'll also, I will also be sharing some ways for you to ease back into society, to ease back into your life, to reconnect back to life, to reclaim your life so that you're no longer allowing loneliness to suck the life out of you. I hear so many people say, yet they would like to be part of that other person's life or maybe part of a community or a group. And when I hear this comment, I don't connect with them or I don't connect with her or him. My response is connection requires engagement. And I go on to ask them, well, where are you holding back? What are your thoughts about this person or this community that may be blocking a deep, authentic connection? 
you know that life is about growth and that growth has to occur through connection with others. Life is about experiencing yourself through other human beings, animals, maybe nature. Without those connections, especially with others, without engagement with others, you may feel lifeless and you will likely not feel the full spectrum of yourself. And you might go through the rest of your life through a lifetime not knowing who you truly are. I know you know this, it's a no-brainer, but your thoughts and your emotions are housed in your body. You will never be able to experience those range of emotions on a daily basis from one moment to, ne to the next if you're always alone. But here's the thing, the thoughts, the emotions will flow with or without others in your life. But without others, they will likely be very limited. You will likely recycle the same thoughts, the same emotions over and over again. And when that happens, there's a great chance the thoughts will be negative, not positive. And then if they're negative, unpleasant emotions, behaviors, habits, and patterns, and actions will follow. Now you may be dealing with loneliness and you don't realize it. I know that there are countless of you who are now empty nesters. And you may have even just gotten a divorce or been divorced for years. Or what about losing a loved one? And you don't know what to do with yourself. I know I used to tell myself when I was still raising my kids, I'm fine as I am. I'm fine with my children. That's enough for me. That's all I need. Well, guess what? Those children grow up, right? They're now adults. Now what? You may be one of those people who've been betrayed so many times that you're telling yourself, no more, no more. I've had enough. I'm done dealing with people. Now, what about those of you who were not allowed to express yourself or to express your feelings as a child and you're now limited in terms of your ability to relate to others? or even feel your feelings, and therefore you're misunderstood. And now your belief is, it's easier to stay alone and not interact with others for fear of being misunderstood. Because we know what happens when relationships are operating in misunderstanding, right? Individuals tend to hear what they heard, not what you said. And then information get twisted, everything gets twisted, and you are exposing yourself to unnecessary trauma, abuse, neglect. So I would like to share a couple of questions for you to ponder. The first one is, how do you know if you're dealing with loneliness? Here are some signs. 
besides the obvious that you know if you don't have anyone around you there are no relationships if you are a person who is unable to connect with others on an intimate more deeper level you may be lonely if you don't have any close friends if you have overwhelming feelings of isolation even when you are around other people you may be experiencing loneliness so you might be telling yourself okay i know that i'm lonely now what there is a good chance that you've heard the many ways on how to deal with your loneliness things like get a new hobby volunteer in the community volunteer at your local church read a book join a group but still that itch remains you're still feeling aloneness isolation and separation nothing is scratching that itch right you feel disconnected from yourself you feel disconnected from others you feel disconnected from the world now here's another way to look at this i've met quite a few people who shared that they were happy living life alone and i'm not here to argue anyone's truth that's great if they're happy living life alone but what i do know for sure is rarely is that their choice forever on long term because humans crave connection with other humans here's what most people who are truly in this season of aloneness on purpose and with intention shares with me notice i said aloneness meaning they are choosing to be alone and they are fine being alone but here are some things that they share with me they don't compare themselves with other people they don't follow social media or buy into the perfect lives everything is good is happening in people's life they date themselves they spend a lot of time in nature and here's the last one they enjoy being their own best friend they enjoy living in their skin now there are also those who when asked why are you choosing to be alone the theme seemed to be heartbreak their heart has been broken by another person and in many cases they had the intention of taking a, a short break so that they can replenish their soul and then reconnect but they never felt safe they never felt safe enough to jump back into life but here's the thing there's nothing written that i'm aware of that you must stay in the same relationship for the rest of your life. In fact, it is written that some people are in your life for only a season. I want to say that again. It is written that some people are in your life 
are only a season. So be grateful for that season, for the time you spent with the person. Now, I really like the response from the woman who shared she was being her own best friend. I actually think it's the number one thing to do. And as you are being your own best friend, you're staying connected to yourself while choosing a season of loneliness. You're creating space to nourish and replenish your soul so that when you do return back into the world, into relationship with others, you feel solid and strong and grounded. You're trusting yourself and you're trusting yourself to attract in the right people at the right time. So I promise to share the four types of loneliness. Here you are. Number one, remember this is what the experts are saying. The number one type of loneliness is emotional loneliness. And this is a type of loneliness where there's a lack of intimacy, intimate relationships, including affection and closeness, maybe from a spouse, from your children, from your grandkids, from your extended family, from your siblings. And you feel when you need someone to talk to about life issues, no one is around. You may have even felt lonely for someone who you just broke up with. Or what about if you just lost a loved one? It could be a close friend, a parent, a sibling. The list is long. I believe the solution to address an emotional loneliness is to establish and maintain a healthy support system. Make the effort to reach out. And you may get pleasantly surprised at how much better you will begin to feel, even if it's just an exchange of texts, a brief phone call, a brief conversation can make a huge difference. Loneliness number two, that would be social or relational loneliness. Now, this type of loneliness is defined as a feeling of not belonging, not having satisfied personal connections, whether it be with your family members, friends, neighbors, whomever, because we are humans. And when we create this life of disconnection and social isolation, we will surely, you will surely find yourself in some negative behaviors, hoping skills with negative consequences. Now, let me pause right here for a minute before I go into loneliness number three. I want to share that I'm talking about long-term loneliness. I'm not referring to situations where you may have decided to step back out of life, right? Out of family relationships so that you can reconnect with yourself so that you can regroup and come back in. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about loneliness 
you've made the decision to be alone for years and years, months and months. Now, researchers say that a lack of social connectedness is associated with all types of health issues, including obesity. And get this one, that lack of social connection is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. 15 cigarettes a day. And we know what that could lead to severe consequences, health consequences. So loneliness number three is collective loneliness. And this kind of loneliness can be explained as a feeling of not being valued. If you don't have a community that you feel a part of and that you can identify with, you may be experiencing loneliness. And the lastly, this one is related to your existence. And let's just call it existence loneliness. It's quite distinct from the other type of loneliness. It doesn't involve a relationship with other people, but rather it's the state of one's own sense of meaning and purpose in life. Without a substantial feeling of purpose or having something important to contribute to the world, you can feel quite lonely. Again, you can treat this by being in community with others that will support you and support you in placing meaning on your life, help you get clear, help you clarify your purpose here in this world. You're here for a reason. It's time to get over the me, me, me. It's all about me, it's all about me. And put your mind and your body to work. Choose to look at possibilities beyond your ordinary mind of anger and jealousy and spite, fear, anxiety, doubt, worry. That state of being is undermining your forever happiness and joy. So get with a group of individuals who support you in clarifying your purpose. What is your purpose? Why are you here? The creator created you to create, to serve, to be for others what you are craving for for yourself. If you want more love, share more love. And as you share more love, you're consistently filling yourself up with love. Peace, be more peaceful so that you're no longer allowing loneliness to suck the life out of you. Start living through connections with others. Get that clarity I spoke about earlier. Get clarity on your why. Get busy doing that. And it's there you will find your connections and right relationships. I can't count the number of women who shared with me that they met their husband while serving others. So yes, you already know, but I say it again. I believe the number one solution to addressing all four types of loneliness 
is to commune with others. It doesn't matter if it's emotional loneliness, which is around intimacy, social loneliness, which is around relationships, or collective loneliness, or existence loneliness, which is around your purpose. So consider a community. You want to be in the right type of community. And I believe the right kind of community is one that will provide a safe environment. And you will experience teachings with tools and skills and principles that will help you realize the nature of who you really are, the nature of your mind and how the mind works. What about the clarity of your purpose? I believe the right kind of community is one that is filled with relationships that nourish your soul, enhances peace in your life. You're experiencing their shared experiences of togetherness, safety, and rest. Oh, yes, rest, rest, rest. That's what I've been building for myself for the past decade. Communities where I can be me, all of me, not just that part of me that people prefer. I've created healing communities, sisterhood communities, fellowship communities, family communities, spiritual communities. Have they all stayed the same throughout my the last decade? No, they've shifted, but those relationships remain forever. My personal experience of going from aloneness, doing everything by myself and alone, to now feeling and others brings so much joy and beauty into my life. I've attracted so many lifelong relationships to help me navigate through this thing called life and world. The promises for me personally have been so deep and fulfilling. So you know what? I could not not build a community that pours back into others' life who may be feeling what I used to feel around aloneness. So I'm building a community with the ultimate goal of supporting individuals to move out of isolation and to connection and community. And that has been one of the greatest achievements I've ever experienced. Helping others do life with ease and grace is a precious gift of purpose for me. So there you are. You have some truths around loneliness. If you're interested in learning more about the community that I'm building, even if you're just a little bit curious, reach out. My information will be in the show notes of this episode. So don't hesitate, reach out, email, contact me on social media, whatever you do, just reach out. And I hope you join me for the conversation next week where I will be sharing some tips, some gifts around loneliness, some things that you probably have never heard before. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss next week episode. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, 
Please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.